Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, thanking you so much for this time in the Word. Thank you for the anointing that's on this house and on me and these lips of clay, that I do speak this Word with excellence, accuracy, and boldness. Asking you to think through my mind, speak to my lips, this Word shall come forth unhindered, unchecked by any outside force, and that signs, wonders, and miracles shall confirm the Word preached. We thank you, call it all done, in Jesus' name, can somebody shout amen? amen. Take a seat, please. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many of you were here last night? Anybody was here? Okay, yeah, just about everybody, my Lord. Okay, um, we were talking about faith last night. And uh, this morning I want to talk about um, leadership. And then tonight we'll uh, wrap up our faith message. Um, leadership. Uh, let me try to get me a, a reader. Uh, anybody here who would like to read for me, make a little money. Let me just put that out there. If so, is that right? Somebody there? Yeah, come on up. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, I guess they give you the microphone or whatever you'll do. Praise God. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to let you stand on this side. Okay. okay. Let me get my Bible out of your way because you look like you're kind of theologian. Yeah. Okay, let's... Uh, I've written some things down and my assistant Patrice is going to help keep me on track uh, with those things that I've written down. And because uh, I want to make sure I cover some of the things that God placed in my heart. <clears throat> yeah. um, the first opening, the, the, if you want to title it, um, Godly Leadership for the Last Days. Godly Leadership for the Last Days. <clears throat> and uh, let's open with Joshua chapter 1. And starting at verse 1, and we'll read that all the way through verse 6, okay? All right, go ahead. Now after the death of Moses, the servant spake unto Joshua. Oh no, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, and it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall thread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, and the river of Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Okay. All right. We'll learn a couple of things. One, here's Joshua about to take over leadership from Moses. Now, he's got a pretty hard act to follow here. He's uh, got some pretty big shoes to fill. But nevertheless, in Deuteronomy 34, Moses laid hands on Joshua. And that's what is called a transference of the anointing. And he transferred the anointing. And this anointing was on Joshua to lead. And um, he said that, um, that every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given to you. So this Bible is about real estate. And so I use this to get the shopping mall, my first shopping mall. I use the scripture, Joshua 1.3. And I asked God, how, how can I get this mall? He said, meditate Joshua 1.3. So when I started meditating that scripture, that scripture became alive inside of me. Uh, God never intended for you to go where you can't see. And so he said over in Genesis, in chapter 13 and verse 14, he said that for Abraham to look toward the north, south, east, and west, and for all the land that you see, to thee will I give it unto thy seed forever. So you're going to have to apply your faith and see something that other folk can't see. And when you can see something that other people can't see, you can go somewhere that other people can't go. See, and they wonder, how did you do all of this? Because you could see it. So revelation knowledge is the strongest asset in the school of faith. So here I can see something. Now he says to him, he said, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now, no man, no man means no man. Come on, no man. I don't care who they are because that's what they told me about the shopping mall. Well, they won't really sell that to the black man. I said, but no man. No man. No man. Am I right about this? Now, no man means from the White House to the outhouse. No man. Doesn't make any difference. No man be able to stand before me. I don't care what background you're from. No man. Say no man. No man. Now, of course, it's generic. means man, woman, whoever. But if you get somebody from Mars, they won't be able to stand before you. Okay, and then he says something about courage. 
He said, be strong yes. and of good courage. Yes. Very courageous. Very courageous. And that's what I said last night. I said, the problem with a lot of leadership today, they don't have any spine. No backbone, we call it. No chutzpah. Come on, sir. Lack courage. No intestinal fortitude. And we're going to talk about all of that. Because to do for God and to lead for the kingdom, you're going to have to be strong and of good courage. All right, so he read that, but let's um, look here now and just read another scripture. It's Proverbs chapter 29 and verse, um, Proverbs 29 and verse 18. Okay, and let's read that one. Now, these are the introductory scriptures, all right? Hold on, we got a microphone turned up. Uh huh. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Wow. Where there is no, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, one translation says, where there is no vision, the people act like a wild horse. No direction. Um, another one says, where there is no divine revelation of God, the people perish. Now, this vision is very, very important. All right, so let's start with this. All leadership is spiritual. All leadership is spiritual. All right? So, if I'm going to lead, I'm going to have to have some direction from somewhere. Mankind is not sovereign. Sovereign means that I need nothing from the outside, that there's no one higher than me, so forth. You weren't made like that. Adam in the beginning named the animals, Genesis chapter two, verse 19. And he named them according to how God named them. So where did he get the names from? Come on, you can say it, God from God. Now, why do you have to get them from God? Because he's not sovereign. He has no original thoughts. Now, he can do some things that come out of reason or so forth and so on, but he has to get his input from somewhere. So if there's two sides for input, God and Satan, two sides for input, he got it from somewhere. So for you to lead, you're going to have to get your direction from somewhere. Now, if you will, go to Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. You've got to get your direction from somewhere because all leadership is spiritual. Yeah. All right? Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. Okay? 
And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Isn't that something? That every imagination uh, and thought of mankind's heart was only evil continuously. Now, this is just before God flooded the earth that everything got wiped out. Now, why did he have to do that? Because he had to preserve humanity. Yes, amen, amen. And they were so far gone in their thoughts. Second yes. Corinthians chapter 10 and verse three. They were so far gone in their thoughts until all of their actions were evil. They didn't think of anything good to do. So something was feeding their thoughts. Are you with me here? And if you look at that over in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, look at that. For thou we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For, keep going. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds. Keep going. Casting down imaginations in every. Say that again. Casting down imaginations. Hold it. Say that again. Casting down imaginations. Hold it. Say that again. Casting down imaginations. And. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Look at that. Casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the word of God. Right. So Satan is after our imagination. He's after our thoughts. So in Isaiah 55 and verse eight, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither my ways, your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and is going to prosper in the thing where do I say Can you say amen? So we are not sovereign. We have no original thoughts. Oh, I just thought of that. Did you? Come on. Really, did you? You got what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So the devil is after our thoughts. He's after our imagination because he knows that even for the scriptures, for you to get the most out of it, you're going to have to have understanding and imagination. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. So we got to put those two together. So my point to you is it's all leadership is spiritual. Amen. You have to get it from somewhere. Yes, sir. Either on the right side or the left side, either on the, on the good side or the bad side. Yes, but Satan is after those thoughts because he, if he can tell this, this leader to do this right. and this leader thinks it's his thought, right. Right. then the next thing a leader does is do something right. that is not the plan of God. Right. Amen. And now the people behind him yeah. are in trouble. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. So we said the first thing that a leader has to have right. is vision. Hallelujah. And look what Jesus said about it, Matthew, 
in chapter 15 in verse 14, please. Amen. How's he doing so far? Praise God. Very good. Very good. You got money so far. Amen. Don't mess it up. All right. Now he's a good man. All right. Go ahead. Let them alone. They be blind leaders Whoa. of the blind. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. Just because you're in the front don't mean that you can see. That's right. Come on, sir. You could be taking a whole group of people the wrong way. And that's what happened. That's what happened in, uh, in uh, Numbers chapter uh, 13 and 14. 12 leaders came back. 10 of them said, we can do it. The, two of, the 10 of them said, we can't. Let's go back to Egypt. I remember in history, I was reading a history book. And it was history, black history. It's talking about this guy named Marcus Garvey. And he had started a back to Africa movement. And I remember I said, I ain't going back to Africa. This is what I, this is what I said. This is what I said. I said, I didn't come. I, I, I was born in Tuskegee. Yeah. <laughs> come on, sir. Come on. Come on. But some people got on the boat and went back. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I'm saying they think they're hearing the right thing. Right. And doing the right thing. They don't mean any harm. Right. But Satan came to Eve and said, Eve, now doesn't that tree look good for food? And look at that luscious fruit and so forth. See, it's seduction. Satan has a way of making you think it's your thought. Come on, sir. But it's not. It was injected. Amen. That's right. And Eve ended up eating. Then Adam, who was with her, ate. Now, he he did the wrong thing. Yes, sir. Because it takes courage. That's right. He should have said, no, no, give me that snake purse. We're going to take it back over there to the the snow where it is. You ain't keeping that purse. We don't want that. Yes, sir. Didn't have no... Backbone. Okay, now, as we look here, uh, now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna tell you, like Gloria Cooper says, get over it. Amen. Amen. All right. Yes, sir. Okay, but. I want you to really get that because all leadership is spiritual and some people are leading a lot of people the wrong way and all kinds of political groups, all kinds of social groups, so forth, leading the people the wrong way. The Bible says you shall know the what? Truth. And what will the truth do for you? It's going to make you free. A true witness delivers souls. Scripture. Okay. All right. So we're still talking about godly leadership in the last days. And so what is a leader? One, a leader is one who leads by influence. One who leads by influence. What do I mean by that? There was a man who was a fighter pilot, black man, 
name was Chappie James. And uh, he was the first black four-star general. And uh, he was in Tuskegee with the Tuskegee Airmen. I was the next generation, and we used to see our dad fly, whatever have you. But when he came from Africa, he would come back and get his daughter, Denise. And he'd, maybe in third grade, he'd come and he'd show up with his big uniform on and, you know, who's heard about his fighter pilot and all that. And I'd see him. I'd say, I'm going I'm to I'm be just like that. I'm going to fly when I grow up. Now, notice he didn't stand with me and say, hey, William, um, you ever thought about flying so forth? No, no, he didn't do that. He just led by influence, which is the best way to lead somebody because when you lead by influence, they make the decision. When you lead by force, you make the decision. No, you don't truly have a, a following back then. Yeah. All right. So speaking of his daughter, Denise, Denise, um, let me see, can I put this in term? I was kind of sweet on Denise. <laughs> Not, let me come over here. Do y'all know? <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about when I say kind of sweet? Come on. The third grade, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. And um, <clears throat> third grade sweet, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, sir. And uh, Denise, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, Mom used to give me 10 cents. That was big money for kids in that day. And I'd buy five, I'd buy 10 lollipops. Lollipops or what do y'all call them? Uh, Yeah, okay, something, okay. And I'd give Denise five. I'm building influence. And uh, (laughs) I'd... I'd give her five. I'd keep five. Yes, sir. Mom would give me another 10 cents. I'd, I'd break Denise off again. Boom. Here's five. I'll take five. Yes, sir. So Christmas vacation came and we had two weeks out, out of school. And she came back. And during that two weeks, her, uh, her dad had sent her a bicycle. He was out of the country, made sure she got a bicycle, woke up Christmas morning, she had a bicycle, and on the bicycle it had a note that said, from you know who. Well, the break was over. She came back to school and ran and hugged me. Lord, have mercy. Can, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> one of the characteristics of a godly leader yeah. is integrity. Yeah. However, yes, sir. however, however, come on, I I wouldn't say. <laughs> And didn't know anything about integrity. I said, she said, oh, William, thank you. I said, oh, it was nothing. 
I'm not sure to this day yeah. whether she ever found out the truth. Because I'm telling you, I wasn't telling her. No, no. Come on, sir. A real leader leads by influence. Yes, sir. You don't have to beg anybody to go. That's right. Yes. That's right. It's influence. Yes, sir. A real leader uh, has leadership by example of going before or going along with. I was at IBM and there was a guy named uh, Andy. I was a manager and Andy uh, was a new uh, representative, marketing rep in computers. But Andy was assigned his territory and couldn't sell anything and then he came back and said to me, Boss, you gave me a piece of territory that there's nothing in it. Andy's dad was a big lawyer downtown Chicago. I said, no, that's not true. He said, yeah, I, I, there's nothing in that territory. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with you. And I'm going to go and show you that that territory has something in it, an opportunity. So I said, I'm going to go out with you for six weeks, two days a week for six weeks. And I did that. And all kinds of business began to roll in. Now, I had to go out there with Andy and go before him or along with him. And I had to show him that I wasn't trying to stack the deck against him. But I was a person of integrity. And Andy ended up making a 100% club and then he resigned. But before he resigned and went on to law school, before he resigned, he wrote a big letter to my boss's boss about he's never seen leadership like that. Yeah. Amen. It's just kind of interesting. Yes. A real leader has, uh, a real leader is one that others want to follow. They want to follow. And it's a difference between wanting to follow and have to follow. Now, I, I, like, I like individual sports. I mean, when I say that, I like basketball, football, so forth. But I like, I like sports, tennis. And and I like tennis because uh, I'm the only one over here and nobody else is going to make me lose. It's just going to be me in here. Are you following what I'm saying? And I learned to play real well. Got a scholarship, tennis. And so I like it. And uh, I was in the military and then I trained as a pilot and so forth and then we had to have something called a flight lead. We had a person who actually was leading the flight. But to lead the flight you had to qualify. Yes. And you're in that fighter 
as a pilot and there's nobody but you in that airplane. You can't put it on anybody else. So for you to get to the point where you can lead a flight of four into war, you're going to have to be qualified. You're going to have to prove that you can lead. No filing a discrimination suit in that. It doesn't make any difference what color you are. They're not going to select you because you're a color. In war, when somebody's life is at stake like that. Are you following what I'm saying? And I'm saying it's up to you to understand what kind of potential in you so that you can lead properly. So I did. Got it on a distinguished flying cross and top gun, so forth. Because I, I knew it was me. You got to qualify for this. It's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like running a race or something. I mean, it's up to you. You're out there by yourself. You, you do it. You got the same airplane. You've been through the same training and so forth. Now it's up to you. And I saw it was up to me. I didn't want to put it on anybody or anything like that. It is me. I said, all right, I'm going to learn to fly better than anybody. (laughs) I'm going to learn. I'm going to strap this airplane on and learn how to do it. Are you following what I'm saying? Pretty soon you qualify as a flight lead. Are you following what I'm saying? But you got to be somebody somebody else wants to follow. Because there are certain leaders I don't want to follow. And some of them are out here today. But not in here, but out there. And so it's very important in terms of leadership. There was one other and the second one that I had um, um, that all the four character, four things that a leader is. And that second one was, it's right on my paper there, please. Thank you. Okay. Let's say again. Yeah, okay. One who guides others to leadership. So a leader is one who guides others to leadership. All right? So Jesus was teaching them so that one day he could go. That's right. Amen. You know, you have people sometimes that won't tell you certain things because they don't want you to get as good as them. They hold a little bit of secrets back and so forth and so on. No, 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 no. You want people to be as good as you are. That's right. Amen. 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 I I take my my notes and we're going to get right back to you in a minute. I take my notes and here they are. Last night, as my sermon the last night. It is. Today, I got one in here for my sermon this morning. And I got one here for my sermon for tonight. Now, sometimes I pray, God, don't change that. <laughs> <while I'm- laughs> 
really, really. I mean, if you're going to really get in front of people and so forth, or you're going to do something so forth, put everything in it. It takes time. It takes study. It, come on now. Yeah. Say amen to that. So we're still talking about leadership. So now there's some characteristics of a leader. One is that a leader has vision. A leader has vision. Where are you going tomorrow? Where are we going this year? Where are we going in the next two years? Where are we going in the next three years, in the next four years? Because if you deal with leadership with the corporations out there, they got a 20-year plan. And a lot of people don't know what they're going to do today. You were never meant to get up and don't know what you're going to do. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. No, no, no. You should have a direction for your own life. See, for you to do it, you're going to have to See it. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's right. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. This, this, this seeing thing is, 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 is key. Yes, sir. It, it really is. Look what, he's, look what Jesus said. Watch this. This is how far Jesus saw. Look at Mark's gospel. Mark chapter um, 10 and verse 34. Mark 10, 34. Watch this. This is Jesus now. And vision. Say vision. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Say vision. vision. Say it three times. Vision. 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 Uh, vision. Miles Monroe said that vision is the most powerful thing in the universe outside of the Holy Spirit. Vision. To have something that you see that is not apparent to your senses yet. Come on, sir. Uh, uh, a reality that does not currently exist. That's called vision. All right, now look at the vision Jesus said, because it said without a vision, the people perish, right? All right, so we know we got to have a vision here so we won't perish or act like a wild horse. Look at that. And they shall mock him and shall scourge him. They shall mock him, talking, he's talking about himself. Keep going. And shall scourge him and shall pit upon him. And shall spit upon him. Keep going. And shall kill him. And shall kill him. Right. And the third day he shall rise. And the third day he's coming up. Don't tell me God won't show you what's going to happen in the future. Because everything he did for Jesus, he's going to do for you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, please. And watch this. This is what God's thinking about you. This is what he's thinking about you. See, everything God's going to do for you, he's already done it. That's right. Amen. All right. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. Watch this. 
For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God's thinking good thoughts about you. See, even though Jesus had to go through, say through, he didn't stay there. You know how you see some saints? How you doing today? I'm going through. Well, when you going to be through? Well, I don't know. You know, they've been going through for the last three years. You are not designed to stay in the through. You are designed to come through the through and out to a wealthy place. Boy, I'm preaching now. You know, you're not designed to be beat up all your life. No, sir. You can't, nobody can stand that. No, sir. The Bible says, hope deferred, what? Makes the heart sick. You, you can't stay there. You're not designed to stay in a hard place like that all the time. No, sir. Makes the heart sick. That, that's, that's not talking about your natural heart. Talking about your spirit. It'll drain. It'll drain all the power out of it, and all the faith out of it. Now you can't get out. That's right. That's right. So, here, vision is important because I can see something. Now, my military. I use a lot of military examples and so forth. But the military. And how many of you know? God ordained the military. Now, if you don't know that, I'm telling you for the first time, God ordained the military. There are bases that you can go and you can feel the shift in the atmosphere because God ordained the military. Okay. God ordained the police department. He ordained it. Amen. That's right. All right. So what happened is... Um, what I was going to tell you, um, the, uh, in the military. So I got this radar again and this radar is busy sweeping. Okay. It's sweeping. What is it showing me? What's out front of me? All right. So I can put it on a certain mode and it'll sweep the clouds and it'll tell me, I can look at it and sometimes tell you how high the cloud is, because some of the clouds go up, those cumulus nimbus clouds go up to about 55,000 feet. And so you can't hardly get over them. So you got to get around them. And you don't want to go in them, because a lot of them have rhyme ice in them, and they will beat that airplane up. And so you want to go around them, because a lot of turbulence. So I want to know where, how, 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 how much depth I have in this cloud. And, and when can I get around it? How can I get around it and get through it? Are you following what I'm saying? And so God gives his people knowledge of things to come. So they can be put in leadership and show people the way around the crisis. Are, Are you following what I'm saying? He can show them around the crisis and, and they can guide the people to safety. Now, so here the first thing you have to have is vision. They be blind leaders of the who? Blind. That meant that they were in the front 
but they couldn't see. That's right. That's right. And Jesus came with sight. Yes, All right. Amen. And they didn't receive him. The devil wanted to kill him. Why? Because he was about to lead the people to safety. That's right. Yeah. Amen. All right? Yes, sir. Now, the church is the same way. Yes. The church is to be able to see what the world can't see. That's right. Amen. That's right. Got it? Amen. Now, we get there in just a minute. All right. So the first thing is vision. The next thing is courage. Courage. We talked about that just a minute ago. But let's look at a picture of this. Now, I'm going to uh, have to have another translation read but I want you to read it. I want you to read the first translation and we'll try to get the second translation to you. The first translation is out of what you're reading out now, which is a King James, am I correct about that? Okay, let's look as Isaiah chapter 59, verse 15, I think it is. Okay, let's look at it, see what it says. I think that's 15. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Isaiah chapter 59 in verse 15. Now I said the second thing is courage. Got to have some courage. All right. Ye truth faileth and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it and displeased him that there was no judgment. All right. Now I need that scripture read in the New Living Translation. Yes. If some, if somebody. I have it. You have it there. Okay. She has it right here. Yes. Truth is gone, and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. All right, now I want you to slow down and read that again. This is the New Living Translation of Isaiah 59, 15. Yes, truth is gone, and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. All right, is that what you hear? Yes, sir. Okay, now let's read it now. That was a New Living Translation. Yes. What do I have down there for translations of what I'm, I want? To, do I have it down there? Okay. Our courts oppose the rights. Yeah. What, and justice what translation, is nowhere to be found. Did I found. say what translation that is on my piece, piece of paper? NLT, New Living Translation. What did I say? NLT. NLT. Mm -hmm. So that was New Living. Yes. But that New Living doesn't sound quite like, go ahead and read what I have down there, please. Our courts oppose the rights and justice. Our courts oppose <clears throat> the right. Keep going. And justice is nowhere to be found. And justice is nowhere to be found. Keep going. Truth stumbles in the street. Truth stumbles in the street. And that, honesty has been outlawed. And honesty is outlawed. That means when you try to act right, they're going to come after you. Are you with me here? Now I'm talking about courage. Because when you speak up about what's right, they're going to post something up that 
Here comes social media after you. Are you with me? Well, what happened to the three Hebrews here? The king wanted them to bow down to this statue. They said, no, no we're not doing that. That's right. And what did the king do with him? What did, what did uh, 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 yeah, what did he do? He threw them where? He put them where? In the fiery furnace. Yes, sir. Did they burn? No, sir. No, sir. Come on. Here's what happened to them. Yes, sir. They threw them in there bound. That's right. That's right. And when the king came and looked in there, he said, didn't we throw three men in there? Yeah. He said, well, wait a minute. I see a fourth man. Yeah. And the fourth one looks like the son of God. Yeah. And I thought we bound them. All right. But now they're loose. Yeah. Walking. Come on. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying this, that God said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he will deliver them out of them all. Notice God could have took his breath and blew the fire out, but he didn't. He let them go through there because he wanted to get the ropes yeah. off their life. Come on, See, sometimes when you go through things, God will use Satan's bad for your good. Come on, he, he will use it that any things in your life that are hanging on to your life that have kept you from the promises of God or kept you from the leadership position, God will make that thing you went through burn it off. Let me ask you something. It says that Satan, if he had known what he was doing to Jesus. He never would have done it. That's right. Why? Because he thought he was killing him. That's right. He had no idea he was planting him. He said, when somebody comes and takes something from you, if you maintain your integrity, yes. Job chapter two, verse nine, yes, if you maintain your integrity, yeah, 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 yeah. God will make it so yeah. if the thief be found, uh-huh. he'll have to give up his yeah. whole house. Hallelujah. Wow. You'll get back double. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, sir. Yeah. Here's what I'm telling you. Yes, sir. You about to get too expensive for the devil to deal with. You about to take, you about to take everything. Most people give up, quit, so forth. Don't do that. You need some backbone. That's all you need. You need to make up your mind that let God be true and every man be a liar. If God says he will deliver you, come on. I said, I look to the hills which cometh my help. 
my help cometh from the Lord, which hath made heaven and earth. He'll not suffer my foot to be moved. He that keepeth me will not slumber nor sleep. If he's not sleeping, go get you some sleep. Sit down. read it. This is Job chapter 2 and verse 9. Here's his wife. Watch what she said. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Do you still maintain your integrity? Why don't you just curse God and die? You hear what I'm saying? Now, uh, I looked in the scriptures from there to verse to chapter 42, to the very end, and God restored everything Job had. Double. If you maintain your integrity, whatever the devil stole, you're about to get back. Double. But I made an observation. This was the last time you ever heard of Mrs. Job. Now I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking about the scriptures now. Didn't mention that sister no more in that Bible. No, no. Even when people are dishonest, you still be honest. We had a snow situation in, in Chicago, you know, it snows. And so what some of the snow plowers like to do is get an advanced contract, you know? Yeah. And they're saying, you anticipate this much snow and we want to write up a contract and you pay us in advance and every time it snows, so forth and so on. Well, I said, well, so my daughter brought it, who's over the real estate and so forth. And she brought it to me. I said, yeah, okay, sound like a good deal. And pay this much money and so forth and so on. We can save a bundle of money. So I signed it and so forth and so on. But didn't you know that the devil didn't let it snow once? Come on. If it snowed, it snowed probably one time. And I'm paid all this money. So I said, go down there and see would they give us a break on paying all this money? since it didn't snow. She goes down there and asks them, and they did not only say no, they said H-E double hockey sticks, <laughs> no. <laughs> Came back and brought it to me, she says, Dad, they said they want their money and they want it now. What would integrity do? See, God is like that with his words. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If he ever tells you, he's going to keep it. That's right. In this world, you're used to dealing with a bunch of folks that if you tell them and you all make a deal and you shake hands on it, you walk away with the whole arm. Man, it was a false hand. That's right. My point to you is, 
But people, people, people don't keep their word today. And one of the ways you're going to know a believer is they're going to keep their word. So, here's three things, vision. You got to have courage and you got to have integrity. And I got a couple more things down there. You got to have prayer and you got to have patience. A godly leader is a prayerful leader. That's a personal prayer. You got to pray. I work up every morning and I have to pray. This stuff just don't happen. You know, this, this ain't no dice shoot. This is, this is God working it out. And this prayer that we're talking about will move mountains. Where the devil had gotten his forces ready to attack you and so forth, you can pray the right thing and cut off his forces. You look what happened in prayer. Now, let me just give you this now. Are you with me? Still with me? Look what happened over here in 2 Kings chapter 19, where Hezekiah and Judah was being come against by the enemy. And look at verse 20. Now he prayed a prayer that Isaiah the prophet sent over. He sent over a prayer and said, pray this. And he sent over the prayer and he prayed this. This is 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 20. Look at what God said and sent a message to him as a result of him praying. Now this was a situation where there was no way out. Right. All right. Amen. Read that. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, that which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. I have heard. What you prayed against the king and his army, I have heard. Now, all the thing you want to know is, did God hear me? That's it. That's it. Because that's what he says in the scriptures. Yes, sir. He said that, that uh, when he prays, uh, what I pray, I know he heareth me. And I know uh, he hears me always. Now, God hears your prayer if you pray the word, if you pray in line with what he said. Are y'all with me? Yes. And he prayed. Now, look at verse 35 in that same chapter. Watch verse 35. This is one prayer and there was no way out. This is a leader, Hezekiah. He's praying, not relying on somebody else to pray. He's getting up in the morning to pray. Read that. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of Azrians and a hundred fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. Wow. Isn't that something? How many... Did the angels of the Lord slay of the enemy that night? 185,000. So I don't care how many tweets are coming after you. Come on, sir. Come on. No, no, you better hear what I'm saying. Come on, sir. Yeah. God will vindicate his people. Yeah. 
Now look at Luke chapter 18 and verse eight. And let's look and see what God said about yeah. when he's going to deliver you. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 18 and verse eight. Hallelujah. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He will avenge your enemies speedily. Hallelujah. Why? So you won't have to keep going through. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. It's not healthy to be going through that. Yeah. Amen. That wears on you. Yes, sir. You know, God sees you as delicate. Hallelujah. Now, a woman, by the way, when he made Adam and made a woman, there were two different words for made. The man made was something, but a woman was made with a Hebrew word that has more to do with fashioned, you know, and, 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 and made um, delicate. Are you following what I'm saying? And, and, um, and, and, and so forth. Okay, so uh, I was going somewhere with that, but that's all right. Uh, okay, all right. So this idea, and I want to show you this, because the biggest thing that I think leaders need to have today is they need to have some courage. I think we're lacking on the end of courage. And I think they're lacking courage because they have not knowledge. I think if they knew that big angels were standing around them and, and, and people can't just come against them and there'd be no repercussions. If they knew that, then they'd have a whole different response to evil. Say amen to this. I mean, you think about it. The world cannot rescue themselves because they don't know God. That's right. That's right. And because they don't know God, they can't rescue themselves. They, right. they, they, uh, you can't control the system in the system. Right. Yeah. Now, let, let me, let me, in. you can't control the system if you're depending on the system. God told us to have what? Dominion. Over what? Everything. Everything. All right, let's show you, show you the last one here. And that is, we got to have patience. Leaders do. Now, I saw where Moses ran out of patience. Moses had a tough group. He had a tough group and he ran out of patience. So whenever I run out of patience, I remind God, Moses, you know, Moses. And, uh, but a leader has got to have this patience. Why? Let's go. Why? Let's see why. Let's, do you have that picture of a tree? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, they got it? Yes, sir. All right. I want to show you something. Now, watch this. Now, I think we covered a little bit of this before, but we're going to cover it again for this particular teaching. Say leadership. leadership. Say godly leadership. godly leadership. Let's look at Matthew in chapter 15 and verse 14. 
All right. Go ahead. Let them alone. They no, no. 13. 13. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. All right. Now watch this. When I'm speaking to you, I'm sowing seed. So Jesus said, the sower soweth the word. So I'm sowing the word. And the word is seed. Now it's, it's, it's creative. It's a lot of other things, but it's also seed. I'm sowing seed. So I'm sowing something that's going into your spirit. Yes, sir. The soil of your heart. That's right. Now, he said over in Mark chapter 4 and verse 26 that the sower soweth the word and then they sleep and rise night and day. The seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. Over, y'all with me? Over in Mark's gospel, am I covering too many scriptures? No. In Mark's gospel, I wasn't going to change anyway. I just, I just tried to find out. In Mark's gospel, chapter 8 and verse 24, he told the blind man after he laid his hand on him or spit on the ground or put on him, and, 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 and he said, now look up and tell me what you see. He said, well, I see men as trees walking. Uh-huh. Are you with me? Yes. Now, with that, what did he mean by that? What did he mean by that? One, tree is a producer. Right, yes, right, right. And if you look at Matthew, and Matthew chapter 13, God, and verse 33, he talks about trees. He said, now every plant, every tree, in you right. that the father didn't plant, yes. yeah. I'm going to root it out. That's right. Yeah. So here in Matthew chapter 13, verse 33, no, correct that, 12 and 33. All right? You're doing a fine job. Let's go. Matter of fact, I'm going to break you off something right now to keep you encouraged. Okay. All right. Keep going, keep going. Don't look at that. Just look at the the word of God. Either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. So make the tree good and his fruit good or make a tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. Keep going, keep going, keep going. For the tree is known by his fruit. Every tree is known by his fruit. That's right, that's right. Amen. Are you with me here? So every tree, if I've got pear fruit, what kind of tree is that? pear tree. That's right. So your fruit is the outward manifestation of an inward belief. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. So if I'm this way on the outside, it's because I believe that way on the inside. Come on. Amen. I can't believe something on the, I feel something on the outside and not believe it on the inside. That's right. Amen. That you can't get a tree to do that. So I saw for me to really get debt free, I was going to have to attack the tree. Yeah. All right. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on, sir. Come on. Amen. Right. Amen. Come on. 
Are you following what I'm yes. saying? So when the pandemic hit, and here's the pandemic hit, and the Christians this and that, and lockdown and dying and so forth, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let me do that again. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Something's wrong with the tree. Because I'm getting fruit out here yeah. that I'm not supposed to be getting. Because in the Bible it says, no evil shall befall you, neither any plague come now your dwelling, for I'm going to give my angels charge over you, and they're going to keep you in all your ways. They're going to even bear you up, even if you dash your foot against a stone. Why am I not seeing that? Because the tree of belief is not in the church. It ain't in there. And don't look at the people, look at leadership. Because the people are not going to go any further than the leader. And the, the leader has a lid that, that, that keep, here it is right here. And now this is good church. But here, that, that's why I'm saying y'all came through that pandemic. Boy, y'all, y'all came through that thing. Shonda. That's why I tell you, I came back here. I said, man, this is all right. This is a good church. But look at what's happening. And not only that, but look what's happening politically. Look what's happening economically. The church, we got to get new trees. Somebody say trees. So you get a tree by a seed. So I'm coming in town. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm sowing seed. And if you just conceive, you will believe. And if you believe it, you will have it. You'll receive it. Say amen to that. Look at the verse in verse um, 35. Read that one. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, wow. and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Yeah. That's right. Whatever's in your heart, that's, it. that's what you're going to manifest. That's right. That's right. Really? Yes, sir. Now, the Bible says that heaven, even the heavens of the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. That's right. The Bible says everything you lay your hands to is going to prosper. That's right. The Bible says that a thousand may fall at your side. Right. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, and we got to get time to grow some trees. Amen. Now, Jesus cursed a tree. That's right. And that tree dried up from the roots. That's right. Show the picture of the tree. Is that picture? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, in California, you got some trees oh, called yeah. California redwood trees. Here's a tree. Some of the trees, the base of it is so big, they have even built a tunnel through the tree. Right. But I just want you to know that that's how big some of the unbelief is <laughs> that has been in our lives. Yes. So I got to be patient uh -huh. 
while we get the unbelief out. Yes, sir. I can't kick you to the curb right. and say, oh, you ain't going to be nothing. You give me your own. And uh, I've got to be patient yes, as a leader Amen. to understand when Peter would say something like, Lord, you don't need to go to the cross. I got to be patient with you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you following what I'm yes. saying? Yes, yes. Yeah. No, Peter turned out to be one of the leading yes. apostles. He was the first pope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pope Peter. Yes. And I'm saying to you that you've got to, a leader's got to be patient even with your children. Yes, I better come yes, over sir. here with that. I heard, I thought I got a little response over here. Yeah. Because they're changing. Because you go around certain places, they learn certain things and so forth and so on. Man, it's, it's you, you, you got to change them. You've got to sow new seed in them. And they're going to end up being something that you never thought they could be. Bible talks about the children are like olive plants round about the table. I know they had to be patient with me. Because do you have that Superman? Uh, yes, sir. Can you put up the Superman, please? I, look at me. This is the basketball team. I thought I was Superman. <laughs> I used to watch it so much on TV until Kellogg's Frosty Flakes came out with a commercial that take a box top, send in 50 cents, we'll send you a Superman shirt. Do you realize that I was a cornflake eating fool? I mean, I ate them cornflakes so fast, sent in that box top, got that shirt, felt so good till I ordered another one and ordered another one had one for seven days, and when it was time for the basketball team to take a picture, I refused to pull it off. I and Superman were one. Amen. But I didn't wake up till I jumped off that garage. I was convinced I was convinced I could fly down the window south. I was, you couldn't tell me I couldn't. So I jumped off and which way did I go? Boom, hit that. And then when I, that's when I figured out something was wrong with this program. Man, yeah, I didn't wear that shirt that much after that. No, because faith only comes by the word, yes. not by TV. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. So I'm just saying here, leadership is something that's missing today. Yes, sir. Godly leadership. Because I'm going to receive my input from one or two sides. I can receive it from the wrong side and lead these people into the worst things that they ever happened in their lives. And some of that is happening. And I'm telling you, it's key 
for the church, yes, not only to teach the gospel, yes, but raise yes. up leaders yes. that can occupy these places. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Now, last thing. Joseph, David, these turned out to be powerful leaders. And wisdom is the principal thing. If you would turn to Proverbs chapter 4, starting at verse 5. This is the last area we're going to... Are you getting something out of this? Yes, sir. It's powiful stuff. Yes. I got to be patient sometimes. Yes, sir. Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go. Yes. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Yes, sir. Amen. I would go, my mother and them, dad was Baptist. I'd be sitting there and we sitting in church and the preacher preaching and I'd be playing with my brother. And my mother, stop. And, and I'd keep playing with her. You know, I, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Pretty soon she get fed up with that stuff. But she'd take me outside and stop me. And then, so my point to you is, is that look at all of that yes, that I went through. Yes, sir. But look at me now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, you have to have seed faith. He said, Peter, Peter, you don't understand that uh, Satan has asked for you. He wants to take you and sift you as wheat. But Peter, Here's the good news. I prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you're converted, strengthen your brethren. Now, what's a revelation? Satan has asked for you that he may take you and sift you as wheat. What's wrong with that? You don't sift wheat you sift flour wheat must be ground Peter wasn't ground yet gotta be ground so you can make bread Peter wasn't he thought he had something he didn't have that's right that's good very good wow that's good. My God. We've all been there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You think you all that? Yes, sir. Come on. And a bag of chips. <laughs> but you're not. That's right. Yes, sir. That's you don't right. have it yet. That's right. You think you're ready to go. Come on, sir. Right. Yes, but God knows where we're at. Yes, sir. If we'll follow the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have a picture of the facility that I started at. I didn't tell you to bring that one. But if you look at place where I started, it was a storefront church, seat about 20 people. 
It was hot. It was in the worst area of Chicago, the west side, where more crime was than anything. But he started me there. I thought he was going to start me with a bunch of millionaires. No, because there was something in me he had to perfect. He had to get my patience together. Come on now. He had to get my faith in place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The enemy's trick is to get somebody and blow them up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Watch this. They, they didn't know it, but, but, but that sack of flour that they were carrying or, or gunpowder, it was leaking. And Satan waited till they got way up high, very visible. And then he lit the powder and blew them up. So good. God knows when to put you in a place where he wants to be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just got to follow him. Are you following what I'm saying? So I had a scripture. Did I have a scripture? No, I didn't. Did I? Proverbs 4, right? Okay, go ahead. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Wow. Keep going. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Isn't that something? Wisdom is the principal thing. You'll see over in Matthew's gospel, chapter 13, verse 54. He said, they said about Jesus, whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? He was known for wisdom. Let me just close it on this. If you'll read for me Proverbs 8 and start at verse 12 and we'll just go right on down right there. Proverbs 8 starting at verse 12. Now watch this. Because a lot of times we think our problem is something that it's not. Your problem as a believer is never money. Never money. Let's start at verse 12. We'll read on down. We'll close it up right there. Keep going. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty and... So wisdom is going to be how you come up with new ideas. Now you have his wisdom inside of you. It's probably, it's part of the anointing that's on you in... Uh, Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. Uh, wisdom is part of that wisdom and might and, and knowledge and so forth and the fear of the Lord. All those anointings are on you that was on Jesus. They're on you. Wisdom is one of them. You have, say I have wisdom. The wisdom of God. Keep going please. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Keep going. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Keep going. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Keep going. By me, kings, reigns, and princes decree justice. All right. Keep going. By me, prince, princes, rule, and nobles, even all the judges of this. If you want to rule, you need wisdom. If we're going to lift you up, Daniel, you need wisdom. If we're going to let Joseph take over the whole kingdom, we need wisdom. 
Now I'm saying God has gotten you in the body of Christ for such a time as this. Because the world's got problems that you are not supposed to run from. Come on. You're supposed to run to them. Because nobody has a solution except wisdom. And you're the only carriers of it. Next. I love them that love me. I love them that love me. Keep going. And those that seek me early shall find me. When you get up early, you can find him. We bought the shopping mall and then the village, uh, the, the government said, you cannot have services in that mall. We've zoned it out. We've just voted. Blow, blow, blow. I need wisdom. Why? Wisdom, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter nine, is better than weapons of war. I can do something even I said to one of the people, I said, now what are we going to do now? He's a lawyer. He said, well, you have to take him to court. I said, well, how long is that going to take? He said, pastor, I've seen these things take up to five years. I said, five years? I need to get in there tomorrow night, man. What are you talking about? So what did I need? Wisdom. Wisdom will get you in there the next night. Keep going, please. Riches and, and I, honor. wait a minute. God gave me a word in wisdom. The Bible says the wisdom of God is the word of God. He said, I want you to take Romans chapter 13, verse one through six and read it to the mayor. I said, okay. I called for a meeting with the mayor. They said, she's busy. I said, wait a minute. I've just bought one of the largest uh, pieces of land in this village. I want to see the mayor. He said, well, wait a minute, Reverend. Let me call you right back. Call me right back. Said, she'll see you for 15 minutes. That's all I need. I can read Romans 13 and one through six in two seconds. (laughs) Say amen. Amen. See, when God gives you instructions, it's wisdom. Nothing but wisdom rose out of God's mouth. And look what it says. Keep going. And gee, I gave it. I spent with the mayor, read it to her, jumped up and looked like all the blood had flowed out of the mayor's face, ran in there, then came back and said, Reverend, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I said, well, I'm just sitting there. I'm just waiting on wisdom to work. Yeah, yeah. And so I, next thing I know, Reverend, can I call you? At, at such and such in about an hour and a half. I said, yeah. Now this was Wednesday. We had Wednesday night service that night. I told everybody, you're going to meet me that night over in our new facility in the, in the shopping mall. And so they were all geared up, excited and ready to do it. And now they have zoned me out and voted me out. But God is about to change the zoning. Reverend, I tell you what, uh, I can't find anybody on the board. I'm going to let you go in there tonight. I'll keep the police away. This is the only night now, Reverend, you can have that service. Wrong. We went in there that night. The things changed and hell, we've been having services ever since. And it's one of the power, most powerful things in the city. Read on down. Riches and honor are with me. Riches and honor are with me. Keep going down there, please. Eat durable riches and righteousness. Keep going. My fruit is better than gold. My what? My fruit is fruit gold. is better than gold. Keep going. Eat then fine gold. If then fine gold. Keep going. And my revenue then choice. And my revenue then choice silver. Keep going. I lead in the way of righteousness. I lead in the way of righteousness, not unrighteousness. You're not going to be weak and follow God. He said, I want you to be bold as a lion because that's the way I'm going to lead you. Keep going. In the midst of the paths of judgment. And keep going. That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. To inherit what? Substance. Substance. Keep going. And I will fill their treasures. And I will fill their treasures. Keep going. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way. 
keep before going. his works of old. Okay, keep going. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or ever the earth was. All right, now let me just say this. Wisdom attracts wealth. Your problem is not money. Let me come over here. Come on now. Wisdom attracts wealth. Let me try it over here again. Wisdom attracts wealth. One more Proverbs chapter two, please, in verse six and seven. This is the wisdom that God has given you. Why? Because you're supposed to be some of the wealthiest people on the earth. Don't run after money. Get wisdom. It's the principal thing. This is what God wants you to say. If you're from a city or country or, or you live in a part of town or in Africa, whatever, the problem is not money. That's right. That problem is not guaranteed it's not money. Yes, sir. No, no, you're running out of your place or something and going to the border and trying to get into another country because he's there looking for prosperity. But if you had wisdom, yeah. you could prosper right where you are. That's right, amen. Hallelujah. Look what it says here, Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Wow. Lord giveth wisdom. Next verse, please. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. The Lord hath laid up sound wisdom for the righteous. All you have to do is ask for it. Is anyone you, uh, let him, any man like wisdom, let him ask of God. So I like wisdom, what did I do? I asked God. Did he give me wisdom? Did wisdom open the door? Did wisdom give me some moolah? No, let me come over here with that. Did wisdom give me some moolah? I think the minimum that you can get with wisdom is a million dollars. That's a Okay. Is this the right bunch I'm talking to over here? I don't know all about money, but what can money do? See, God wants to give you influence. Why? Because the world will follow you. Why? Because you know the true Lord. He wants them to know the God you know. And so to wrap it up, I'm just saying here that this whole idea of wisdom is something that I think when Joseph got wisdom, notice he got to be second in command to Pharaoh. When Daniel expressed wisdom, notice who he got. He got to rewrite the laws. And I'm just saying right now that I think what's happening is we got to be retaught again and understand that all these things came with the anointing. We, we have wisdom. Say, I have wisdom. Now I need to walk in that anointing. Because that is absolutely yours. Um, No, I'll cover that tonight. Did it anything I, that you could think of that I left off there? No, I got it. I covered it. Okay, all right. Um, for you, repeat this after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have heard the word of God. From this day forward, every tree in me that you've not planted I'm going to allow you to root it out. 
I want to walk in the perfect will of God. No longer persuaded by the world, but led by the Lord. This day starts a new chapter in my life. Whatever I have been dealing with in the past that has been holding me back, this is the last day I'm going to deal with it. It's being removed right now in Jesus' name. I am who the Bible says I am. I can do what the scriptures say I can do. And I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I'm more than a conqueror. Everything I lay my hand to prospers. I'm the lender, not the borrower. I am the head, not the tail. I am healed, not sick. This day is the first day of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, shout about it, will you? Wait a minute. Just a minute. This is just a sign and a symbol. Because I've already put one down here. Did you leave it down there? Okay. I've already put 100 down there. But you're about to get back double. You're about to get back double. That's stolen from you, you're about to get it back double. Now give God a shout about that, and I'll see you later on tonight. Praise God. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.